0: Yeah. And shirts, and the ties. I went for them to ask me, I got to answer real quick. Cheer, <laughs> pepper, who knows who it is? You <laughs> <pep. laughs> <laughs> ain't doing don't know When you can order him one. (laughs) I think he was shooting a hint at you. He wants a chill pet. Walgreens. Somebody know where to get him. And the angels of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of that place man. And Jacob sent messages before him to Esau, his brother, to the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded him, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my Lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saying, Thus I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. I have oxen and asses, flocks, and men servants, women servants, and I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. The messengers returned to Jacob, said, We came to thy brother Esau, and also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with him. And Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that was with him, and the flocks and herds, and the camels, and the Two bands, and said, If Esau come to the one company and smite then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said unto me, Return unto thy country, and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all thy mercies, and of all the truth. Thou hast shown unto Thy servant. For with Thy staff I passed over this joy, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he would come and smite me, and the mother with the children. And thou said, I will surely be healed, and make Thy seed in the sand of the sea, which cannot be mud- numbered, to two. chapter 33, verse 4. And Esau ran to meet him, and embraced him, and fell on his neck, and kissed him, and they wept. Amen. Amen. Oh God Father, Lord, we give you thanks, we give you praise this day. for oh God, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, Father, your truth, we say thank you. God, for every promise for every principle for every precept in your word. God, we are so grateful and thankful. God, we thank you for this time of worship and fellowship that we can come together as believers, not forsaking the assembly, but coming together that we might encourage one another. And God, we thank you for this opportunity to share your word. Pray now, Father, in the name of Jesus that you would stand up in this vessel of pray. Feel me afresh, O oh God, your sweet, precious, and powerful Holy Spirit. But you are the teacher. Teach us this day that our lives will be the better. That even relationships that have been severed, that have been torn apart, God might be mended. And the process of healing might take place. And so, Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Do now what only you can do in this place. By the marvelous and merciful name of Jesus the Christ, we do. I want to continue this thought. All I want for Christmas. Look at your name and tell your neighbor, neighbor, in the help of God, God. the Holy Spirit, and our prayers, pray. and our pastor. Go pray- preach about it. The gift of reconciliation. Preaching. Amen. Amen. Preaching. Thank you so much. Amen. For serving. Ministry. The gift of reconciliation. Last week you were here. We talked about the gift of four people, remember? We talked about the gift of peace. And that all I want for Christmas is some peace. When I look back through the rearview mirror of my life, right down through the years of time, but just this very year, that's all really somebody is looking for is some, some peace. And so today we want to continue that follow all I want for Christmas and talk about the gift of reconciliation. When you look at the story of Esau and Jacob, it is one of deception and reconciliation. The brothers were born to Isaac, the son of Abraham, when Isaac is near death. He desires to give Esau the older two brothers his blessing, and usually the blessing is given to the firstborn son. But in this case, that is Esau, yet as the story unfolds, and, and, and this scheming mother steps in, by the name of Rebecca, Jacob, the younger son, tricks and deceives his father. Jacob actually is, becomes the first cross-dresser, amen, in scripture, when you read scripture, he's the trickster, he's the deceiver. Isaac, so that the blessing is given to Jacob, he deceives his father, whose name, by the way, means he deceives. Can you imagine the shock and the pain, the the hurt and the horror that Esau must have felt when he learns how his brother has deceived his father, how his mother was involved in this trickery to take away what was rightfully his. Can you imagine the pain, the hurt, the horror that Esau must have felt when he learned that somebody he grew up with, somebody who he lived in the same household with someone who he had not stranger connections or neighbor connections, but someone he had family ties to, had deceived him, had stolen from him, had hurt him, had robbed him, had taken something away from him that rightfully belonged to him. And can you imagine the hurt? But well, let me just raise the question: Have you ever been hurt yes, sir. by by someone, and you wanted to hurt them back? I'm just looking for the real people today. I mean, you 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 wanted to get even, you wanted to seek revenge, You wanted to retaliate, even had thoughts to cause them some serious bodily injury. Have you ever been there? Have you ever ever been there? Have you ever been there? We've all been hurt by someone. We've all been hurt. For some, it's as fresh, Sister Morgan, as this morning. For others, it's still an open womb, something that happened earlier this year. For others, it may be something that happened 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50 years ago. But the scar is still there and some have been hurt so bad by people they love green so deeply by people who they thought would never cross them never betray them never Diss them, lied to them, stabbed them in the back, cut their throat, would just do them dirty. People they thought would always be there for them, with them, was pulling for them, was for them, was behind them, would do anything for them. But the truth be told, uh, when we think about the individuals that have hurt us, the people who have crossed us, betrayed us, dissed us, lied on us, lied to us, stabbed us in the back, cheated cheated us, robbed us, stolen from us. They have hurt us in major ways. The truth be told, forgiveness and reconciliation is not on our prayer list. And when they cross our minds, uh, forgiveness and reconciliation has escaped our vocabulary because many of us withdrew from the class of forgiveness and reconciliation. We, we we dropped out of that class, Moffitt, but we had degrees in vengeance and cussology. <laughs> <laughs> and our theme song has become that classic song by the Godfather Soul, the big payback, because it's got words in that song, I gotta deal with you, I want revenge, however, as believers in Jesus Christ, as believers in Christ, and to live the life God intends for us to live, you're going to have to let some things go. Tell it, neighbor, you're going to have to let some things go. You're gonna have to let some things go because that's not the way God wants you to live. A life of pain, a life of suffering, a life where you continue to replay and rehearse the hurt that someone has done to you. Listen, God wants you to live a life of joy and peace and you're going to have to let some things go in order for you to move forward and live the life of joy and peace that God wants you to live. In order for you to have a closer walk with God, in order for your prayer life to be better, in order for your praise and your worship your life to be better. You're going to have to let some things go so you can experience everything that God wants you to experience. i wish going to have had a few people here because when we don't forgive it hinders our worship it hinders our work it hinders our prayer life it's not good. Tell your neighbor it's not good. Listen you got to understand we live in a fallen world with fallen people. Where anything is bound to happen. Brother, sister, mother, father, husband, wife, son, daughter, friend, colleague, neighbor, our relationships contain many people with the potential to cause us some hurt and pain. It can be your brother, it can be your sister, I'm gonna call the list again. It can be your father, your wife, your son, your daughter, your your home girl, your BFF—that people have the potential to hurt us because we live in a fallen world with fallen people. And listen, the whole, the whole, the whole message of the gospel is wrapped up in this one word: reconciliation. Because the word means to unite. It means to bring back to harmony, to cause to be friendly again with those you've fallen out with. Biblical reconciliation, uh, Lady Lakeitra, is the process of two previously alienated parties coming to peace with each other. Because God has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, we can reconcile with each other. No longer counting our offenses against one another, the absence of reconciliation, hear me, the absence of reconciliation uh, robs the church, a family, and any other relationship uh, of the power of unity. When there is no reconciliation, it causes people to be divided. It causes people to be at odds with one another, and it robs them of the power of unity. And so when we look at this text today, the story of Jacob and Esau, we look and we see how these brothers took steps in order to be reconciled to one another just want to talk to you this morning, so stay with me. Listen, just the first thing that I want to lift from this text and tell you about the gift of reconciliation is that re- reconciliation may come in time. All right. All right, It may come in time. Because in Genesis 32, notice what Jacob he says, it was, he said, I have sojourned with Laban. In Genesis 32, it was after 20 years that Jacob and Esau reconciled. After 20 years. Some relationships can and will be mended in time. Notice the key word is some. Some relationships can't be restored. Things will not go back the way they used to be. After twenty years, Jacob and Esau reconcile. The hurt, the pain of the offense can be so great that it takes time, eat just to be in the presence of the offender. I wish it was still a real people You can't stand to look at them right now. You can't stand to be in the same room, in the same ministry. You can't stand to be in the vicinity of the person who has hurt you. And so it takes time. And and you can't rush reconciliation. Because oftentimes the person who who caused the offense You want the other person to quickly get over it. I'm sorry. Okay, I hurt you. Look, look, come on now, come on. Let's get back to where we used to be. But sometimes it takes time. And when you have hurt someone, listen, you made that shirt. You may have to wear it for a while. I wish y'all hear me. And the person you hurt, it's not so easy for them to quickly get over the offense that you've committed against them. So sometimes it's going to take some time. But then some relationships can't be restored. Things will not go back the way they used to be. All right, I, I know you're gonna need some help because you see you extra holding this, on oh all we can, we can recognize. Listen, Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Says, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Not if you can, but if they will allow you to. So far as it as we're concerned, we're to seek peace, but then it doesn't always depend on us. Because they may not want to make peace with you. They may not want to reconcile with you. And we're not held accountable for how people treat us, for how they uh, respond or react when it comes to trying to reconcile a relationship. But we will be held accountable if we've not done our part. Because Jesus came into the world break peace through, through reconciliation through the gift of salvation but many have rejected him he, he, he God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten he came to, to reconcile I wish you hear me but, but there are many who don't want to have peace with him and there are sometimes folk don't want to have peace With you, and so as 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 the salt of the earth, we are to seek peace. We are to do all we can to reconcile with our brother and sister. Listen some people realistically they don't want to be at peace and they don't want to be near you, around you or in a relationship with you any longer and when you've done all you can you've got to let that thing go get over it and move on with your life I'm trying baby, I'm trying in a perfect world Everybody can live in peace and in harmony. But we don't live in a perfect world. But however, as believers, uh, we ought to do the utmost to seek reconciliation. So reconciliation, it may come in time. But then on the other hand, some things may not be reconciled. And you're going to have to get over that. If they don't want to be your friend anymore, if they don't want to be your boy, or your girl anymore, if they don't want to be your mate anymore, you're gonna to have to do all you can for the peace, the unity of that relationship to restore it. But if they don't want it, you're gonna to have to sing that Fantasia song. <laughs> 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 so reconciliation may come in time. Secondly, reconciliation must be initiated. Look at, look at verses thirty two, three through five. And Jacob sent messages before him to Esau his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my Lord Esau thy servant. Jacob said thus, I have sojourned with Lebanon and stayed there till now. And I have oxen and asses and flocks and men's servants and women's servants. And I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find grace in thy sight. Jacob knew, Sam, he had done wrong. Larry, he knew he had done wrong, and now he knew he had to make it right. He had to take the first step because reconciliation must be initiated. Here's the principle. Taking the initiative is imperative to reconciliation. Restoring a cracked relationship is like mending a broken bone. It's like mending an arm or a leg that has been broken. If your arm is broken, you do what? You take the initiative. And you find your way to the doctor so he can set it right, put it in a cast so the healing can begin to take place. Broken relationships like broken bones are never mended accidentally. They require intentional action. Tell you, you got to be intentional. We may try to deny the pain, Elsie, and ignore the split. We may think that the time heals our wounds, but it only moves the pain below the surface while it begins to affect future relationships. And some of us cannot have productive future relationships because we have not dealt with the pain of our past. you got to deal with your past pain. The relationship is easier to men when the offender apologizes to the offended. All right. Yeah. It, it's easy. When they come to you and say, you know what, I was wrong. I did you wrong. I, I, I messed up. I made that mistake. I hurt you. But what if the offender never admits they're wrong?
1: what if the offender
0: never <laughs> admits their own and, and the reason some of our relationships have not been mended because we're sitting back waiting for that person to come to us you know what you did to me I, you, if, they want, if they want this relationship they going to come to me here's Bible here's Bible because scripture informs us that even if the offended if the offender does not admit their wrong and seek reconciliation the offended is to take the initiative in seeking reconciliation all right salvation is is easy back. Yeah. All I gotta do is believe in the Lord yeah, Jesus Christ. Right, Christianity ain't no joke. No, ain't. <laughs> do good to them that hate you, hate you. pray for them that despitefully yeah. use you. <laughs> Christianity ain't no ain't for wimps. I wish y'all were here, man. Because here, here's what Ma- Jesus says in Matthew 18 and 15. Jesus says, He says, if your brother sins against you, offends you. Go and rebuke them in private. Yeah. Alright. Alright. In public? Go go. No, notice what I said. Keep this between the two of you. But too many of us are Bible, so-called Bible believing, but not Bible practicing. Because this is one of the most overlooked verses in the Bible. Too often we go to everybody we can find and plead our side of the story. We want an audience. We want a platform. We want to tell everybody how we feel, how they made us feel. We try to justify our anger and we don't go to the person who has offended us. Because I don't like I don't like Drake. I don't want EJ to like Drake, so I'm gonna tell EJ everything Drake did to me, everything he, everything Drake has said about me, and then I want EJ to go home and tell Rose. And then when I get to my ministry, I'm gonna tell everybody in the choir. When I get to work, I'm gonna tell them that there's Jack Joker at church church I go to and he called himself a Christian. And you going to try to justify your anger. But he says it should be between the two of you. All right. Listen, listen. God didn't offend us. Man offended him. We didn't find Jesus. We didn't seek reconciliation with God. In the fullness of time, God brought forth his son. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God is the one who was offended, but he is the one who initiated the reconciliation. Reconciliation. He is the one who made the first step to get the relationship back to where it needed to be. Adam messed up the relationship, but God in his love, in his grace, in his mercy, he took the first step. He initiated the reconciliation so the relationship can be where it needed to be. So Jacob came with the right spirit. He acknowledged what he had done, that he had done his brother wrong. He acknowledged that he was the deceiver. He tricked his brother out of his blessing. He acknowledged that he was at fault. You know what Jacob was doing? He was swallowing his pride. You got to remember what scripture says in James 4 and 6 God resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble We got to learn to bury the hatchet and when you bury the hatchet don't draw a map of where you buried it at so you can go back and pull it up again You got to swallow your oil. Admit you alone Every action of reconciliation requires that somebody in that hurting relationship, preferably both parties, admit their fault ah, all right. and their desire to repair the damage. And when we go to that person, Pastor, what should I say? Well, mathematics teaches us that the shortest distance between the two points, as well. Some of y'all went to math, straight line. The same principle is true in reconciling relationships. The shortest distance between two people is a straight line. What's a straight line? I was wrong. I haven't been honest with you. Your actions hurt me. I love you too much to allow our relationship to crumble. We've gone through too much, we've invested too much in this relationship over the years. I'm sorry, because I want this relationship to be restored. And when you go to attempt reconciliation, Don't go in an accusatory mode. Don't go with this mindset I got to get this off my chest. I got to press my point. I got to make them understand what they really did to me. Don't go in a revenge seeking mode. Say, man, I need you to be around the corner because uh, I don't know what's gonna go down. But uh, if they start tripping, it's home. <laughs> Some of y'all been there. <laughs> Listen, not always, but often the issue at hand is a misunderstanding. Someone said something that was taken out of context or was something that was said incorrectly. So here's the question. Could it be that some of our relationships are estranged because we are unwilling to take the initiative in beginning the process of reconciliation? Because we're sitting back waiting for them to come to us. The truth is this. They may never come to you. Because some people don't think what they did was wrong. So they may never come to you. That's why scripture says if they offended you, if they sinned against you, Jesus says you go to them. And the reason he wants you to go to them because heaven is about restoration and reconciliation rather than amputation. And rather than cut a person off, God wants us to learn how to attempt and try to reconcile and restore relationships. Because it's easy to hate somebody. It's easy to be somebody's enemy for the rest of your life. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. That's why he doesn't say, do good unto them that do good unto you. He says, do good unto them that what? No, 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 let's pray for them Do good unto them That hate you
1: If this person has become your enemy I told you Christianity ain't easy
0: It's not for women He said if this person is your enemy If they have offended you If they are hungry in Romans chapter 2 If they are hungry, feed them If they thirst to give them something to drink Now, yeah, don't put no Ms. Shug's seasoning in it. Give them something to drink. Reconciliation may come in time. Reconciliation must be initiated. Reconciliation should involve intercession. Because when you look at verses 9 through 12, Jacob prayed. He prayed before this meeting. Now, although he prayed for the wrong reasons, but nevertheless, he prayed. What's the lesson? He, he prayed that Esau would spare his life, but here's the principle. Prayer is the ointment for wounded parts. It becomes the lubricant for friction in relationships. The reconciliation process is not a cakewalk. I'm going to tell you the it's not a cakewalk. It can be messy. Hearts have been hardened. Feelings have been hurt. Emotions are on edge. Wounds, people have been cut deep. The offended, when approached by the offender, may look for an ulterior motive and feel like you are not genuine. So there's got to be some prayer. And, 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 the, and, and the other person may be thinking, why after all these years? You want to get together now? (laughs) What's your real motive of trying to get close to me again? Why do you want to make things right now? And so it has to be some intercession involved. You need to, to pray for that other person. And I pray, Lord, when I get there, Lord, I want you to give me the power to tell them all. Uh, Lord, I want you to get them matter of fact in before I get there. Make them so (laughs) humble, God. I want you to do something to them this week that when we have this meeting, Lord, they're gonna be like, "Ooh, begging me to forgive them." (laughs) But you need to pray because God needs to soften. Hearts, hearts that have been hardened by the offense to ease the emotions, to heal some wounds, and to help bring about some understanding in the conversation as you all attempt to reconcile the relationship. Listen, no greater power is available for that than prayer. You say prayer changes things, but you know it doesn't change. Prayer changes us. Don't pray unless you want, if you don't want to change. Because there's got to be some prayer. There's got to be some prayer. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And you know what? You may not feel good. You may be still hurting, but guess what? The late Dr. Kerry Wesley said it like this. You don't have to feel good to do good. Jesus on Calvary was doing a good thing, but he didn't feel good. He was being nailed to a cross. He had been lied on, mocked, ridiculed, rejected, abandoned, forsaken by his own people. Then they put a crown of thorns on his head. They put a spear in his side. He did not feel good, but he did something good when he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. When he said to that dying thief, he didn't feel good, but he did good. When he said to that dying thief, this day shalt thou be with me in paradise. He did good when he looked out and saw his earthly mother standing there. And he said to John, he said, son, behold thy mother, mother, behold thy son. He put her in the hands of somebody who would take care of her. He did something good, even though he didn't feel good. And sometimes you're hurting in the relationship. And you may not feel good, that's why you need to pray. Father, help me. Help me when I get there to hold my tongue. God, help me that when I get there, if they become ignorant, God, that I won't lose it and you might still get glory of what I attempted to do. Lord, help me. Lord, help me that I don't bring up all this. Time and reconciliation must be initiated. Last thing, as I hold you to no more. reconciliation is important. Whenever you expose your heart, that's why some of us don't want to reconcile. Because whenever you expose your heart, you stand the chance of having your heart broken. Again, by the same person. People will let you down. And and you know what? I can prove that. You know how I can prove it? Just just ask yourself how many times have you hurt the heart of God? How many times on a daily basis? I wish I didn't have so many extra angelic people in the world. People will let you down. They will Disappoint you. Walk on your emotions. But then what you want to do is crawl into a shell. That's why I tell you, you got to deal with that past pain because you'll start living in isolation. And it'd be easy for you not to get into a relationship with anybody else. Listen, listen. And you want to be safe because you're trying to guard yourself from future pain and the hurt of relationships and so you begin to shut everybody out. And you start living in fear. Listen, after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, the Bible says the disciples were in Rome and they were shut up in fear. They were so, they had shut themselves off from everyone else because of what happened that Friday night. Because of what happened that Friday, the death of Jesus, they were so devastated, they were so hurt, they were now shut up and had shut everybody out. They were not trying to move forward because they were so focused on Friday. When Jesus was crucified. And a lot of times. You. Are so hurt. You're not trying to let anybody in. You're trying to guard yourself from. Future hurt. And you're so focused. On what somebody did to you. Yesterday. (laughs) Last week. Last year. Many years ago. And so you begin to shut people out. But could it be that you've been hurt so deeply that you don't want to expose your heart again? But do you really want to live that way in isolation? Do you really want to live that way where you could miss out on relationships that could become very valuable in your life? Relationships that that can bring joy and and freshness and and, and, and breathe life into those places where you've been hurting. Here's the question Do you want to go through life living in a cocoon? Safe from the hurtful arrows of others, to be cut off from relationships that you love and life that gives you. You got to deal with your past pain. Because here's why it's important and you have to deal with it. Here's why it's important. Because they're still in your ministry. They still live in your house. They'll be at work next week when you get there. They'll be at the family Christmas function on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And guess what? They're coming to the family reunion next summer. That's why it's important. You need to deal with it so you can enjoy the Christmas dinner. So you can have a good day at work. So you can have peace and harmony in your household. So you can have unity. Y'all can be about kingdom business in your ministry. You need to deal with it. Because when we don't, guess what we're doing? We mess up a relationship in the family of faith with our brother or sister, but it also hinders our relationship with God. That's why it's important. It hinders your relationship with God because he says, you know what? He says, says, if you regard iniquity in your heart, I ain't even trying to hear your prayer. He says, Why you stand praying, forgive? He says, But if you don't forgive, how you going to expect me to forgive you? You say, God, but they've done it over and over. And he says, Yes, and you've hurt me over and over. But I meet you every morning with brand new mercy. Because to be right with God, you gotta be right with your brother or sister. You can't live in harmony with God, and can't live in harmony with mankind. I can't say I love God. This this Bible right here, It's say, Doug Brown. This Bible, I, I can't say I love God, and I can't stand you. I ain't never seen God, but I love it. Hmm. But I see you every day or every Sunday, and I can't love you. Hmm. That's I ain't called you this, but he did. You a That's Bible. I ain't said God said so How can you say you love me, but you can't love those you see every day? You get up and you say praise unto me, lift your hands out. They say, God, there's nobody like you. You know my name, but then you see your brother or sister that has offended you, and you act like, ooh, ouch. You don't know their name. I had to say ouch, because there's been a time in my life when people done me wrong. You become Casper. I don't see you. I walk right by you in the grocery store. I don't see you. Hey, uh, aren't you? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just being real Been there You can see When you're preparing a sermon It, it, it cuts um, you, work you back. <laughs> Twice You get cut in the preparation work And the delivery but to be right with God, listen, broken ties with one another, not only sever relationships with one another, man, it messes up and hinders our relationship with the one we need to be on speaker terms every day. Now didn't Jesus say the same thing in Matthew 5, 23 through 24? He says this, Jesus said, if you're offering a gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your gift there in front of the altar. Now don't take it because something wrong with your heart. You may not bring it back. Because you already got some heart issues here. That's why he said leave your gift here. Uh-huh. Because something wrong with your heart and you may not bring it back. So he said leave your gift in front of the altar. <laughs> First, go be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Now notice carefully because this word "gift." Is is the Greek word didomine, and and notice carefully what Jesus is saying. He's talking about coming to worship and offering a gift of money or praise. He said, So when you come to worship, he said, because it's important because it affects your worship. He said, When you come to worship and you realize there's some relationships in your life that ain't right, he says, but you don't want to reconcile with your brother or with your sister. He says, you know what? Your gift, your praise, you can tithe until I come back. You can praise and shout loud at anybody in the building. But until you get that relationship right, all of this stuff means nothing to me here's the question, could it be the reason your worship is meaningless or ineffective or your work is ineffective, your ministry work or your prayers are unanswered is because you've not reconciled with your brother or sister. And so you come to worship and you feel nothing. You come to worship and you're the same way when you leave. You come to worship and and, 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 and you, don't, you don't feel anything, you don't receive anything, because there's something blocking you. what God is trying to give you. That heart is not right. And you're just going through the motions, throwing up your hands and yelling hallelujah, and, because you know the church language. You know the right words to say, preach, preacher. Come on, say it, pastor. Teach us, all right. Hallelujah. Sing, kid, girl. You sing. (laughs) But you're going through the motions because you need to go reconcile with a brother or sister. I'm done. Genesis 33 and 4. Esau embraced Jacob. It was initiated of some intercession. He realized how important the relationship was with his brother and how important it was not only with his brother but how important it was to God because it was God who sent his angels to Jacob. And then you got to understand the reconciliation it did come in time. It took some time but it came. And Esau embraced Jacob. And as they held each other I'm sure Jacob said please forgive. Brother, I did you wrong. Yeah. Then Esau spoke those life-changing words. Brother, I forgive you. Jacob acknowledged his wrong. He reconciled. Esau forgives. And that once broken relationship, Jamel submitted. Wouldn't it be nice if every broken relationship in our lives could be mended. Guess what? They can. They can. But you got initiated. Somebody has to take that first step. Somebody has to do some praying. Somebody has to swallow their pride. And let some stuff go. Because you want to be really reconcile with your brother. Or and I know for some the hurt is so deep. I mean you've been hurt bad by somebody close to you, somebody who's a family member, close friend, your, your BFF I mean, this was your, this was your road dog. But you've been cut deep. Well, God wants you. God wants you live a life of love, joy, peace. He wants that for you. What you're going to have to do is spend some time with God in prayer. And ask God to help you to reconcile not easy. It's not going to be an easy road. But guess what? You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. The only reason you say you can't do it is because you don't want to do it. But you can do it. I can do all things through Christ. which. Guess what? When you make that step to reconcile that relationship, guess what? That's going to strengthen you. It's going to strengthen you. Even if they choose not to reconcile with you, it's going to strengthen you. So all I want for Christmas is a gift of peace, a gift of reconciliation. And you know why Jesus came into the world? When he came into the world, he brought both of those things. He said, goodwill and peace to all men. He says, I leave with you. When he left, he says, I leave with you peace, even my peace. He came, he brought peace. But he brought reconciliation. The only reason we have a relationship with God the Father is because of Jesus the Son we now have peace with God because of Jesus Christ we're now in the family of faith we're part of that redeemed crowd we're joint heirs now with Jesus Christ we're part of that chosen generation of those peculiar people that were a priesthood because Jesus came into the world and we have placed our faith in the Lord Jesus scripture says to do good unto people but guess what he says especially to those who are the household of faith can you imagine how God feels when those of us who are part of the same household of faith can love and talk to one another and work together for his glory I remember growing up my mama would we be out behind, we We fight one another. <laughs> you're in the same family. We don't fight each other. And the jokers around the corner. Did you fight back? <laughs> if, you was, if it was no man, you gonna have to fight <laughs> her. I y'all, y'all, y'all had a mama like that. Come on. You better fight back if you don't going to fight me when you get home. <laughs> now that was back in our day. Y'all can't do that now. Y'all get sued and get tickets. Amen. We got a whip it and went on about our way. Yeah, people shoot now. People don't want to fight. They want to shoot and stab. Go get their boys and girls, come back with a posse. They don't want to do no one-on-one stuff with <sighs> <laughs> Reconcile. That <laughs> <laughs> bully in school, go ahead and reconcile. Make it first step. Your classmates, your teammates. Some of y'all need to reconcile, listen here, students with your teacher. There's some coaches you need to reconcile with some players. You had done right. I wish y'all hear me. you all were here. You've heard that child. You've heard that team God loves you so much that He gave heaven's best so you could have a relationship with Him. Listen, without a song, I have held you too long, without a song, in day, whatever you are. If you're here today and you want to receive Christ.